sinners no more. Some of us don't want to hear this message tonight. So why could that be, Daniel? It's because this word is about to shake up some of our modern theology tonight. Praise the Lord. In the book of 1 John, it says, Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. We good with that so far? Okay, well, I'm just checking. Let's keep reading. In the very next verse, it says, Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Uh-oh. Listen to that last line. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Friends, what is it to sin? Can anyone tell me? The Greek word for sin comes from an archery term that means to miss the mark. In other words, to not hit the bullseye, to fall short of God's perfect standard. That's what sin is. Well, Daniel, how could any of us be perfect? I mean, how dare you read a scripture that accuses me of neither seeing nor knowing God simply because I've sinned? Wait, hold on now. There's more to the scripture. Let's continue. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. In other words, my friends, those of you who are daunted by the prospect of living a perfect life to measure up to God's perfect standard, I think feel quite understandably so. It is because none of us have the power to resist sin on our own. Only those who have the power of God living inside of them have the power to resist sin. The Bible verse actually said that whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. Why did I feel led to preach on this today? It's because our American culture has adulterated Christianity, spreading the lie that a child of God would always be bound to sin. The Bible does not say that, friends. Instead, it says this. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that we were, sorry, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's in Romans 5, 8. Notice the, past tense, notice the past tense descriptive, while we were still sinners. Okay, here's another famous one. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For all have sinned, past tense, sinned. Not for all still sin and fall short of the glory of God. So what am I saying? I'm saying that we all need a savior. 
I'm saying that the Bible says that all of us on this planet have sinned before and that none can come to the Father but through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm begging us as a congregation to invite God's revival today, to break free of American pop Christian culture and to lay hold of what the Bible actually says. Now, I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to you all because years ago, before my wife and I got married, I was convicted by the very same verse that I read to you earlier. A child of God cannot sin? What is this? It stopped me in my tracks. I lived a life, contempt, falling in pornography, cussing and shaking my fist at the very sky, and at one point, fornicating with my fiancé. I finally realized I wasn't a Christian at all. And I asked the pastor of my local church if I could get rebaptized and make a true confession and a true commitment before the Lord and the whole congregation one Sunday. So if this word convicts you, you're in good company. I won't judge you, neighbor. Instead, I'll rejoice in your freedom with you. And when we pray at this altar and together witness a commitment to walk away from sin, Excuse me. I'll rejoice in your freedom with you when we pray at this altar and together witness a commitment to walk away from all sin forever. Who wants to do that? Of course, in life, we may stumble. Just know that God does not condemn you. The Bible outlines this in one of my favorite verses, John 3:17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. So be quick to repent, because God did not come to condemn us. He came to save us. And at the same time, let us examine our hearts and see to it that we are believing unto righteousness, as this next scripture says in the book of Romans. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Remember that in the book of James, it says that even demons believe and tremble. So it's not enough to simply believe. Your heart must truly believe unto righteousness. Amen. Let's believe unto righteousness today. Lord, I ask that you intervene into our lives today. Let your Holy Spirit guide us into all knowledge and truth so that we may test all messages, voices, and even the ones in our own head by what it says in your word. Help us to stand strong upon your scripture and not the rhetoric of preachers, teachers, or people wayward in the faith. Let your wisdom guide us and light our path for us. Please show us the areas in our lives that need still to be submitted to you, Father, so that our witness can point more souls to your kingdom. I thank you, Lord. Help us not to conform to this world, but to be transformed by the renewal of our minds, like your word says. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.